girl. Mary Angela's totally a top. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a fucking dom. <laughs> no question. Whip all of us into shape. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. That's Sarah over there. That's Stephanie. And, and we have our first guest today. That's Mary, Mary Angela. Angela. Hello. Yeah, we're very excited. So um, in full disclosure, that's the word I'm looking for. Full disclosure, we tried to record this episode before um, and it didn't save it and it was a whole thing. Um, but it's all cool because we have new information to add. So um, welcome to episode seven. It's our first guest episode with yes. our good friend, Mary Angela Saavedra. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for being on our show. I guess it's, a, you know, I, I don't want to like totally do exactly what we did last time, but also I feel like it was really nice explaining who Mary Angela is to yeah, us because she's not just our first guest, but she's also she's a very dear both friend. of ours, yes. very, very close friends. Um, so yeah, Mary Angela is one of my best friends and I've known her since I was, uh, 16 and she was 30, and I was like, this woman is really awesome. Why does she want to hang out with me? I'm like a weird teenager. Um, and it's funny because now I'm 30, and we work with teenagers, and there's one who I'm like, this kid is so cool. And like, I'm like, I know what – they're like, I know this kid's going to like grow up to be super rad. And I'm like, it's full circle. Like, I get it. <laughs> She's like, this kid's going to grow up to be like awesome. And she was right. I'm pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> She's okay. You've done good for yourself. <laughs> done good for myself. Um, so, yeah, we met doing theater. And then, of course, um, Sarah, we met a couple years ago, also doing theater. Yeah. And now me and Sarah are roommates, and we host this podcast together. Yep. Stephanie and Mary Angela casted, cast? Cast, yeah. Cast, casted, casted, casted it, cast away. <laughs> uh, my second show in Philadelphia, my first paid professional show in Philadelphia, awesome. was with uh, Casa Buena Cultural Productions. Which is Mary Angela's we theater company. We didn't mention that last week. We should plug that. Casablanca yeah. Cultural, Cultural Productions here in Mount Airy in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, Mary Angela is the founder, and what do you like to call yourself? The artistic, artistic director. director. That's such a good title. The AD. Uh, right, so good. Um, and also, um, we know Eric, of course, you guys, uh, who you've never heard Eric, but you've heard us talk at him, uh, who, you know, he's our sound editor. He um, exists, we promise. He's, he's a real, real person. He's um, real. And he's actually Mary Angela's husband. Uh, I did, I know I mentioned this when we recorded the first time, <laughs> but I want to say it again, where I'm just like, when we first, that's how I know him, of course, is I know him through Mary Angela, but it felt I didn't feel appropriate to be like, and our sound editor is my friend's husband, Eric. So like, so I was like, he's our, he's you know, he's also our our friend. He's also a friend of the show. He is his um, own person. He is he's his not own person. Just right. He's not husband. just Mary Angela's husband. Um, but like, that's how we know Eric is uh, is through Mary Angela. Oh. These are making noise. Mary They're Angela humming. keeps hitting the symbols. No. Didn't that happen with you last They're time? Humming. I kept hitting like, them. Wee. They're humming. Only no, you can hear it because I promise. Because I oh, well, there now we, we can hear it. Oh, <laughs> now maybe they won't hum. She closed them. I did. Right. It. I fixed go. it. I'm sorry. She Cut that out. Fucking everything up. <laughs> Our first and last guest that we have on the show. <laughs> the show never again. Never again. <laughs> How dare they? Um, so, Mary Angela, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, I mean, everything you said, um, but uh, I, you know, have lived a lot of places and done a lot of things, and now I live in Philadelphia, and I run a theater and film company, and it's awesome, um, and my family is from, like, the D.C. area. I don't like to say Northern Virginia, because we were kind of from all over Maryland and that great, but I, I guess I'm from D.C., right. <laughs> that vicinity, so I'm here today to tell you guys some ghost stories, because my family is super interesting, and we've seen a lot of things that, you know... 
we're not like scared of, but it's like stuff where we're like, this happens. And this is just, you know, and I thought I'd share some of that stuff with you. Absolutely. Well, thank I'm so you. Excited. I really hope so. It's a podcast called Dead Time Stories. <laughs> I got so some if you didn't have a story, we'd have a few questions. You. Let's um, get into y'all ready to hear about some, some ghosts. <laughs> so yeah, Mary Angela, um, tell us what you're here to talk to us about today. So, that should be our new teaser though. Hold on real fast. Every time before we get into a story, it should be like, Y'all ready to hear about some ghosts? Is that what it's Eric? Mean? Eric, can we? <laughs> we need to record you don't that. Like it? That's a thing. I like. <laughs> we'll it. talk it's about fine. it later. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Sorry. So my family, um, yeah, has a lot of roots in you know Europe, and so my um, uncle married a British woman who has grew up in England and saw a lot of things that just seem normal, like in you know, England. Yeah, I was like, England is full of fucking ghosts. Yep. So she's not afraid of anything, and she's just always been like, yeah, very matter of fact, I see this. This happens, you know, and so. Um, my uncle married her very young, I would say, maybe not super young, but like young enough that like my mom was actually, I was like two or three years old when they got married. So she's been in our family for a very long time. And my mom spent a lot of time with her. We used to live in a farmhouse together, which I'll talk about the farmhouse. It was really great. Um, and she would say things that to my mom would be like, whoa, that's okay. She would see spirits and just say like, oh, this person's crossing and, you know, doing something over here. Like, you know, could see it and be like, oh, I've seen this person. Just very matter of fact, like it's normal. Like while they're in a con, like you're sitting across the table having coffee and all of a sudden she's like, hold on for just one second. And Jimmy is over here in the corner. He doesn't know where he's going. I got to tell him the door is to his left. <laughs> something like that. The example I'm going to give you, my mom told me, was about um, them being in church one time. They went to church together. Of course. And um, because my, we're Catholic and, you know, my mom goes to mass a billion times. So Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> which is a good thing. So they were at church and um, my mom said she had a really weird feeling and she just couldn't kind of put her finger on it. But she was like something very strange is happening right now and then there was like a little commotion in the front and she just had this dreading feeling like someone was dying and then you know a few minutes later like you know sirens happened and they showed someone up died this, they someone did die <gasps> but Damn. the weird part that's not the that weird part the weird... <laughs> that was not the weird part before the sirens and ambulances showed up to deal with a dead person my mom looks at my aunt and says I feel really weird. I feel like something bad has just happened up there. Like someone might have just died. And my aunt's like, oh, yes, I just saw her go up. Stop. Oh, my God. Stop. But, but like totally like that's that's just what you see. Right. You see her go up like, you know, and, and, and my mom was but at like, least she what? went up instead of down. Right. <laughs> and she's British. So it was more like, you know, she just went up. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> I saw I saw it. Well, she doesn't actually talk with the English sure. accent. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> she came to America pretty early on. We right? made her <laughs> real British, too. <laughs> she's not, I saw it. She's adorable. My Aunt Patricia, she's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. And that's kind of in my family a little bit. And I know she's not my blood relative, but, like, that's kind of where my mom started paying attention. And um, that's why she was never afraid. And the things I'm going to tell you about the farmhouse we lived in, my mom was never scared because she was told very matter-of-factly, like, you can talk to them and tell them what you want and what you expect and, you know, leave me alone and they will, like, you know communicate but my aunt was very comfortable like seeing that so then I asked my mom well like is there anybody in our family like our blood relatives like that were related to descendants from that had weird stuff happen mom's like oh yeah let me Ooh. tell you some things and I was like okay so she talks about who I always get the relationship of this person wrong she is my grandmother's grandmother so how many great grandmothers is that from your me? grandmother's grandmother Yes. So if it was her mother, it'd be your great grandmother. So she's your great great grandmother. Great great, uh, okay. a double great. So my great great grandmother was named Snuffy. And I'm sorry. Snuffy. Wait, what? Snuffy. 
Isn't that a character on Sesame Street? I was just thinking like Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. That's I'm right. I'm sure she had another name, but that's what everybody called her. Aunt Snuffy. But that was like her, think. like instead of Grandma, Mima, no, Nanny, I, no, she like, was I, Snuffy. Was like I think nickname. Snuffy was like a nickname for the name that she was. Like that was of the time what you call people who had this name. You know, like people who have the name like Penelope and we call them Penny. Like I think Snuffy well, is ones that are really weird something. where Peggy is a nickname for Margaret and you're like, oh, what? Right. Yeah, so I think it's like Snuffy is a nickname for Sarah. Could be. Right. I was thinking, I was trying to think of any girl name with an F, and then I thought Stephanie, but my name is not with a fucking F, it's with a PH. <laughs> We've talked about this, and I have a goddamn H at the end of my name. From now on, I request that you guys only call me by Snuffy. Snuffy. <laughs> you kind of seem a little bit like a Snuffy. Like a Snuffy? I can see <laughs> like, that. I would buy that. I don't know why this noise that I thought. No, right, exactly. Well, me. So back to my great, great, great grandmother, Snuffy. Grandma Snuffy. Right. Um, I just I know she's your great great. I want to call her Auntie Granny Snuffy. Auntie Snuffy sounds. I don't know. Yeah, but go ahead. Could be sister. Sister Snuffy. Of course. Um, so I have to remember the line that she used because I always misunderstood this story. But since I was young, we've told this story about how Snuffy um, had Christmas. It was either Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't write that part down. It was one of those holiday dinners. Holiday dinner. And she finished dinner and was like, "This is really delicious and it was wonderful." I'm going to go upstairs and die now. And she went upstairs and died. (laughs) So shut the fuck up. My mom says the actual line wasn't that the actual line was like, this was very good. And it's time for me to go now. And everybody thought they meant go upstairs and go to bed. She went upstairs and went to bed and died. And And she woke up dead. Right. (laughs) So right. Yeah. Um, I hope that that's the way I go one day. Right. I'm just like, you know, this was delicious. I really like this cheesecake. This is cool. I'm I'm going to go die now. I'm out. I'm done. Um, So then she started to kind of uh, appear a little bit, like apparently at my cousin uh, Marianne's uh, birthday party. My mom says Marianne was probably pretty young. And my Aunt Dottie, um, who if I explain the relation, we're just going to call her Aunt Dottie. (laughs) It's it's all cousins of my grandma and it's like related in that way. But they're definitely there. She had a friend named Doris who came to Marianne's birthday party. And Doris was like, who's the lady in the corner? And Dottie was like, there's no one standing in the corner. And she's like, yep, there's someone in the corner. And she looks like this and described Snuffy to a T. Shut up. And my Aunt Dottie was like, oh, like that's, that's Snuffy standing in the corner watching this party apparently so that was kind of cool to know that like people were around also on their side of the family my uncle dewey so he's the one who i'm blood related to right i just gotta take a second to really appreciate all the names of these people (laughs) you know we're we're dealing with okay listen but my family (laughs) if you talk about my family we're dealing with sarah joseph (laughs) william patrick the whole bunch of crazy, like, you know, basic, basic white people names. We're, these are beautiful. We're Henry, Snuffy, Charlotte, Dottie, Dottie, Dewey. Dewey? <laughs> Dottie, Dewey? My family is just, everybody is named after somebody else, except for me. So everybody in my family all has the same names. <laughs> We're like, my grandma is Marie Odile, and my mom was Marcia Gale, and then my sister is Gail Marie, after our mom and our grandma, oh. and then our dad is Louis Philip Carnison the first, and yeah. then my brother is... Louis Philip Curtis in the second. And then me, they were like, uh, the two princesses of Morocco. That's literally my first and middle name, Stephanie and Caroline, who are sisters, the two princesses of Morocco. Cause they were like, I got nothing else. My family's not Moroccan. That's what I don't understand. I'm like, who, why, like why those two? I just don't understand, but it's whatever. I'm sorry. So Dottie, Petey, Papa Joe, Snuffy. Tell me about all these people. 
So Dewey had a brother. Dewey. Who, who we forgot Dewey. about Dewey. Dewey had a brother who died. Dewey though. <laughs> yes. No. What? But what? What was the brother's name? Jack. Oh, that was boring. <laughs> I expected way better. Dewey and Doofus. I think no. Dewey is another name that's for an, a name that's long. I think it's Dwight. His name is Dwight, and they call him Dewey. Dwight is short enough as it is. I don't know. Dewey is two syllables. And I mean, Dwight, Dwight is, is one. one. I don't understand English names from the early 1900s. Says says <laughs> Mary like, Angela Saavedra over here. My first name's Italian, and my last name's Spanish. I know exactly where these names came from. <laughs> again. His brother Jack died pretty young, and there was something about, again, my Aunt Dottie's friend Doris seeing um, his another person in his family, like maybe his mom. It was his mom dying. His mom was dying, and she said, don't worry, because I can see Jack like taking your hand and helping her like move on to the next cool whatever sure, is there, okay right? whatever my right. mom's still dying right why am i supposed to feel good about but that? they're like it's they're together and that's a good thing you know Just and like it's the like it gives you a little peace. match girl so that's oh. the family my mom grew up in and that's the family i come from so when we all moved into this old farmhouse in virginia weird things happening weren't really gonna be like surprising but there was still quite a bit of stuff and the house has a name correct? it does i'm gonna tell you is all it about grumblethorpe it. it is not grumblethorpina nope that's a female version grumblethop <laughs> it's the hutchinson house the hutchinson house okay it's, it's not interesting fine. but it's because the hutchinsons Hutchin live Thorpe. there yes something like that wait so it's called the hutchinson house or the hutchins house hutchinson house hutchinson, hutchinson. house like okay. their last name, the Hutchinson. Well, then, but I thought okay, she said okay. it was owned by the Hutchins, and I'm like, the Hutch. Did they call it the Hutchinson House, even yes. though that their name was Hutchins? So it is in Northern Virginia. It still exists. Um, you can go see it if you want. It's a part of an office park now. Like, so it's the front building of another building in the back that's not attached to it, but it's like you know office space, suite space, or whatever there. So um, you can definitely be in there but when we were there it was just a farmhouse that had a small side that was an extension built on that me and my mom and my dad lived in and my aunt and uncle lived in the big side because he could have a recording studio and have guests and all kinds of things and the house itself was built in 1726 so um it's pretty old um the property has been in the family all the way up until like the mid late 80s and then they sold it and that's when it became commercial property i'm really excited that they didn't tear down this house because that would be sad. Yeah, that's pre-revolution yeah. times. Did it ever, was it ever noticed as like a historical landmark, historical marker, anything like that? Because it is pre-revolution. The cemetery has been. So there's a like a plot Ooh, behind spoiler. it. There's a cemetery. And it's not huge, but it's a plot and you can see it on Google Earth. It's still there and protected and like sealed because there are, you know, hundreds of years of people buried there. There's a lot that, I forget what happened if they were moved or if it just, like got lost, but there's a protected area and that got recognized. But all that's left there, right, are like two headstones. Actual headstones. Yeah. Correct. But how many like graves were there? So they're thinking at its fullest probably like seventy five and they're suspecting <gasps> about fourteen or fifteen are in the preserved graveyard. The house is haunted. The house is haunted. Bus. Oh my god, it's so haunted. <laughs> so it is. That's hainted. Um when my aunt and uncle moved in, uh when they were fixing it up, they got married in this house so they lived in it a little bit before they got married like fixing it up and getting it ready for all kinds of things and then their wedding was at this house it was beautiful I have pictures um, 
But while they were getting things ready, stuff started happening to my uncle. Like no, he got like what really <laughs> in this ghost house? Who'd have thought? There's a cemetery back there. <laughs> what ghost? He was painting or like doing something on a ladder, and he felt something nudge him off the ladder. Um, things would fall off the mantle pretty regularly. Um, stuff like that, and. It, you know, became pretty obvious quick that they weren't, like, alone in this house. To which my aunt, who I've mentioned how she's not super concerned with that, is like, oh, yeah, no, there's a lot she's going like, on oh, in no, this house. There's a lot. It's <laughs> cool. a, a lot. We're just sharing the space with them. They were here before we were here. And now we're here. And it's cool. And it's all fine. Right. It's like, it's, everything's all right. So I guess either my parents didn't know about this or just weren't too worried about it because they decided we would move in to the other side. Party. Of the house. Like. Get to know everybody. So in like 1987, my dad took me on a drive to find this house because I was only there to throw like maybe four, early four, four and a half maybe was and from like two and a half. So just a couple years. Um, And so I have memories of the place, but they're like little snapshots. They're not like full formed, thought out kind of memories. Um, And I was telling my dad this and he's like, well, let's go. Like, let's just go back. It's still there. Let's like check it out. We haven't been back there. And he was asking me kind of what I remembered. And I was trying to tell him little snippets and some things he could fill in where I'd be like, I remember there was like a pool here. And he's like, there was. And I said, I used to like climb down in it and tap dance. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, with like friends from the neighborhood. My dad kind of stops. And he's like, I don't think you had any friends in the neighborhood he's like this house is like way out here like there's nobody here and I was like no no like I remember and I was like maybe it was like little kids of like you know my aunt and uncle's friends or like somebody coming over to play with me he's like maybe you should ask your mom and I'm like all right I will so I'm gonna table that part because I'll come back to it after I talk about other things that happened in the house um when I flash forward to or sorry flash forward sorry I'm all my notes have fallen apart I'm a shambles <laughs> it's just turned off now right Give up. it's over <laughs> I got it um, so when we moved in and I was a child, my mom said some things would happen, um, particularly to my aunt. She would see things like the gray lady, who my mom says was probably um, a governess. That's what they thought, because they would see it like kind of hovering over a crib or like, you know, moving around in the way Ugh. you would if you were caring for children, I guess. And you said that. I know I asked you this before, but to clarify, there wasn't like it was like your crib, like no. a crib that was there that she was like hovering over. It was yeah. a it ghost was also like crib. a ghost crib, right? My aunt never said about seeing the crib, but you know how you would stand, how your posture mm-hmm. would be if you were over a crib or over, you know, some kind of bassinet in some way. You'd stand with a posture. I think that's what was happening, um, which is still, you know, creepy enough. Uh, there was also a Confederate soldier that my um, aunt would see. She said she could hear him coming because she'd hear the spurs of his boots. And he'd walk and just come and she'd turn around and he'd just like walk across the hall or she'd be sitting in the living room and he'd just go down the hallway and you're like, okay, that's cool. The one time I would have been really concerned and nobody seemed too worried about this was my aunt had a sewing machine in the living room and she would come in there to um, sew and she walked in one night and the dining room table, which is also in there, was full of people, um, Mm. soldiers and like other Civil War era people sitting around having a meeting and they stopped and they looked at her and she was like, it's good. <laughs> like, I'm going to just you can, can finish your meeting. Like, I'll, I'll be back when you all are done. Sorry to bother you. And like just walked away. And of course, you know, within a few minutes, all that was gone. But um, That's yeah, crazy. I'm not sure I would be that calm if I walked into a, a meeting of Civil War. I 
definitely feel like my first inclination would be to scream and then probably to like walk up and see if I could touch them. And then maybe to be like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, but that apparently was, you know, par for the course and no one seemed worried. Things that uh, happened to my mom. That's just a typical Tuesday. Yeah, right. Like there's a meeting. It's their book club. They think it was used as a Civil War hospital. They're suspecting. I don't know how. Like, my mom always says that, but I don't know where she got that information from. Um, But we also know that during the Civil War, they just sort of took over your house. Like, you know, they're stumbling through and they're like, hey, you've got a big house. And we've got sick people. Grumblethorpe. Yeah. So, you know. Mary Angela grew up at Grumblethorpe. That's really what we're trying to say. (laughs) Similarly. Um, Yeah. So. That's kind of the the stuff. Did I forget any of the stories? I had so many um, of the ones before mine that I'm trying to. We want to hear your ghost stories. Yeah. Tell us what you saw. So then, so first hand account. Mary Angela's got the details. So now fast forward. That's you know going on around me, and I'm not really aware of it. Oh, my mom's story, the one about the pot <gasps> on the on the counter where she said she was washing a pot and she put it to dry and she watched it flip over <gasps> and then she basically told it to stop doing that. <laughs> she it- was like, "You stop." Like I need this to dry. I'm gonna flip and it, it over, stopped. and it did. I um I remember telling you this before that I love that because that's so Barbara. That's so <laughs> your mom. I can just imagine her be like, mm-hmm. "No, thank you. We're not doing this." <laughs> and then just like putting it back and walking away. It's like, Please stop. No, bye bye. None today, sir. None today. I'm not interested. Thank you. Bye. Moving on. So after 1987, we go to walk around this house, right? My flashback now to my dad taking me to this house in '97, asking me what I remember, and I'm like, "Kids, I'm playing with." I go ask my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, like." What were the kids that I used to play with at the farmhouse? I went and saw the farmhouse and I remembered all this stuff about it. And I remember playing like I, like my best friend. She was like this girl who was really cute. And I remember she had like long hair and playing with her. Was she like, you know, one of Uncle Bill and Aunt Patricia's friend's child? And mom's like, no. And then she's like, there weren't really children that came over to play with you. I'm like, no, I remember there was a friend I used to play with like a Stop. lot. Stop. And my mom's like, Debbie? Stop. And I was like, who's Debbie? Like kid on the street. And she's like, no, Debbie was your imaginary friend. And she said, you used to play with her a lot. And you would say, I'm going to play Debbie house. This is Debbie's house. And I would go to the front door and I would let Debbie in <gasps> and we would go play in the living room or sometimes we'd go outside and play and we'd like do all this stuff. And so my mom asked me to describe Debbie as a child and she said I told her that Debbie had hair really long hair all the way down her back and that she had a dress that went all the way to the floor and I was so surprised by that because I had never seen a girl with a dress that went all the way to the floor but that she did and my mom was like okay that's a really specific description of an imaginary friend (laughs) so she went and asked my aunt Patricia if this description matched anything she had seen. And she was like, oh, yes, I've seen that girl. She sits by the window and waits for somebody to come home. She's like, this is Debbie's house. Oh, no. And I was That's Debbie. playing Debbie's Debbie house. Debbie's house. I love that you play Debbie house. Where you're just like, it's this game called Debbie house where I totally let this ghost believe that she's still alive. And I came over to her house and not the other way around. Well, here's my question. If you came over to her house, why are you letting Debbie into her own goddamn Debbie house? Debbie house starts once Debbie gets in the house. Right. Um, yeah. So the thing that really freaks me out is that I have an active memory of this person. I see a kid I played with with really long hair. I don't remember being like all the way down her back, but I remember it being very long. I don't remember the dress to the floor, but again, that's not part of the image. I mentioned it's like a snapshot. You know, it's like I have, it's easy, but I know for sure I have a memory of playing 
with a child, which I thought was a kid from down the street. And you thought it was Debbie. Well, I don't know. I have no idea of knowing about a name because the name didn't ring any bells. Because you were so young. Right. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't know what that is. I have to believe my mom when she says, you know, these are the things you said, what you did. So would this be like, I don't know, I guess you would say like your first, I know all of us as a child, you realize like, this is my first friend. Like for me, it was, it was a friend across the street when I was a very young child. As a kid, I would play across the street with her. Is this your first friend? Yeah. Oh, who Mary I've had Angela, a memory she's of. She's a ghost. Right, who I've had a memory of my whole life. That's how I know oh, this is girl. legit. Oh, no, because, she's not real. Wait, because we didn't live anywhere where they were free. Girl, your first friend was dead. <laughs> and not like she died. Like, she was al- she was already dead. She'd been dead. It's not like you met her and then she died. Like, that that girl started out dead. She was already dead when so you knew her. So, how many other best friends do you have that are dead? <laughs> are we dead? Stephanie, are you dead? Girl. I might be I dead. Can't, I can't... Like six cents, this right now. <laughs> I can't find out I'm Bruce Willis. Like I, I let cannot. me pinch you. Like I thought my wife all this time. I Don't thought our marriage foot. was I'm over, not. and turns out I was dead. I was dead. The I was whole dead time. the whole time. Spoiler: I alert. died when. Uh, when oh my god! You want to know something? I want to say Donny Osmond. It's not Donny Osmond. It's the it's Haley Donnie Joel. Wahlberg. Oh, huh? Donnie oh, Wahlberg oh, is shot him at the beginning. Yeah, of the movie. Beginning. yeah no, Haley wow. Joel Osmond's the kid in the movie. Donny Wahlberg's the one who shot him at the beginning. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, right. I've never, like 20 I hope, years hope everybody's old. seen The Sixth Sense. Have you never seen it? I've never seen The Sixth Sense. Did you not know the end, though? I feel like people... I mean, like, I know that Bruce Willis Bruce is, is dead, dead the whole time, time, but I didn't know how or Right, anything. he gets shot at the beginning, so now and you're, you're led to believe that he survived the oh, shooting, oh, okay, but okay. it turns out he died when he got shot. Well, now I don't need to watch it. Right. You but know. the whole movie, you're watching it, and you're like, him and his wife, like, they don't talk anymore, and he talks about how they're very distant, and blah, blah, blah. It's because he's dead. And it's because he's dead, right. And at the end, like is his wife Demi Moore? She's no. not. Um, I, wish, I don't know movie. that woman's name, that actress's name. But like his wife is like watching their their wedding video, and she's like half asleep, and he goes to talk to her, and he's like, you know, like we you know we don't talk anymore, whatever. And she's like, why did you leave me? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he Aww. sees right, he sees his wedding ring that she was holding. Like, he's not wearing it. She was holding his wedding ring, and she, like, drops it. And when the wedding ring hits the floor, like, he kind of thinks back and realizes that he died when he got shot. It's so, like, it's so crazy. Because you think... Well, of course, I was like, this, again, this movie's 20 years old at this point. I know, and I've never seen it's it. So, and it's I great. I, I'm I like, know. even I knowing know. what happens, I rewatch it. It's a great movie. But, it. like... That's, you know, M. Night Shyamalan. It's always there's a twist and there's a twist. Because I remember that was like his first big movie. And you're like, oh, the twist is that the kid sees dead people. And then at the very end of the movie, you're like, oh, his, because he's a child psychologist. So he, th- like, Haley Joel Osment is like his patient. But really, he's just another ghost oh. that talks to Haley Joel. Right, exactly. It just so happens that he's a ghost that therapist. That he's, he's a ghost therapist, right. And so Haley Joel Osment is like, you're supposed to be helping me not see dead people, And then but he I remembers what you? Haley Joel Osment said, which is like, not just I see dead people. And he's like, all the time, they don't know that they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then like Bruce Willis is thinking back and he's like, oh, like breathing heavily. And like, it's all like folding into place. And I'm you're realizing dead. like, I'm oh, dead. no. Oh, no. So tell us about more about the Hutchinson house. <laughs> <laughs> now that we went on this downward spiral of well, it was very sense. much like living in a six. But it's a great world. movie, though. It, it really is. is. It's very good. It. It's very I good. I own it. It's excellent, and it takes place here oh, in Philadelphia. It does. Oh, 
M. Night always films. In, in one, that I do one more I thing do I do have to say about the movie. That's the first movie I ever saw Tony Collette in. And she does the oh, most incredible so Philadelphia accent to the point that I remember when I first watched that movie, I was like, why did they hire this actress? Her accent is like <laughs> debilitating. Like her accent is like so atrocious. But it is, it's a it's spot on her. Philly accent. And then when I realized, I was like, that bitch is Australian. Like I totally thought that that was how that woman talked. Like I now, and now I'm like, I can watch her read the phone book. I love Tony Collette. That's She's how amazing. bad the Philly accent is. is. Right. You're like, you're like, who talks like that? And I'm like, oh, people from Philly do talk like that. And she's not one of them. She's actually Australian. <laughs> she's she's studying the dialect. She's amazing. I wonder if she's ever been to Hutchinson House. <laughs> Probably not. Tony? Mm. Tony, have you been there? Probably Tony, not. have you been there? Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, there's only one other story about the house aside from me playing with this adorable child ghost. Um, Your best friend, Debbie. She's my best got friend, a name. Debbie, was my grandfather, who is a very stoic man who's like not really easily spooked and doesn't believe in, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I didn't know him well enough to know that he didn't believe in ghosts. But like, I think it would take a lot, from what I remember of him, a lot to scare him. And there is a third floor to the house on the big side. And that was turned into kind of a guest room. And that's where guests would stay. It's a nice little place for you. Um, and he stayed there one night. And when he came down the next day, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not spending another night upstairs. Like, well, shit, that's not happening. And, my, and, you know, people are like, why? Like, what happened? And he says that he saw a really bright flash of light in the mirror and the door closed <gasps> on its own in the room. And he was like, OK. And they did sleep up there. Um, I'm thinking he probably saw or heard more while he was up there but sleeping. he just didn't want to admit it. He yeah. Was like, and then this was, is all that I'll say. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, <gasps> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm not, because I'm just like, and while seeing a bright light and having a door slam on its own is definitely terrifying. I'm kind of like, I think that would have, he would have been like, all right, that was weird moving on. Um, but instead he was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't ever need to stay up there again. Like be here. we're oh, done. Oh, that's scary. I don't like it. They did have other guests who stayed up there uh, over the years. I don't know who reported what. I mean, my mom says that other people had different kinds of experiences. The biggest, most common one was hearing what they called the party, which is where you could hear a party going on basically downstairs and outside the house. And people would come and spend the night and be like, oh, you guys were up really late, like hanging out and partying last night. And, you know, my aunt and uncle were like, no, we pretty much wrapped it up right when everybody disbanded for the night to go to bed. And they're like, no, we heard you all talking and like glasses clinking and stuff like and laughing all, you know, for a while after we went to bed. And, you know, the mouse just like, no, that's the party. <laughs> like that's some some party that you can hear that my mom says usually had horse hooves accompanied with it. So you can hear like horses outside. So I'm like, it was some kind of a party that they had some point or that's the how crazy the meeting place of all the spirits who are like come to I the mean, party it sounds like like that's that sounds like a super residual haunting so like debbie sounds like a coherent haunting of like a little girl who's able to interact with what's around her but then we also have what's known as like residual hauntings which is where it's almost like a time stamp in history and it just keeps replaying over and over and over again um, and there's no way to interact with it. It's really just like you have a videotape on loop and now you have the rest of the world layered on top of it. But this videotape that's playing on loop is going to keep playing. And that's what that sounds like, which is yes. also makes me wonder what this house served as. Because if it was pre-revolution times, it 
it saw the Revolutionary War and it saw the Civil War, which makes me wonder what kind of parties that it might have had and what other history is in that foundation in that house that we just don't know about. Yeah, my mom you says know? Lafayette stayed there. She knows that. And I don't know, again, how she knows. But these are all things that she's passed down. Passed down, yeah. Like, I mean, we're like, this is what we know and what same. we've collected That sounds the like the, the Bell Witch, like we talked about in last episode. We don't know if Andrew Jackson showed up or not, but like that's what <laughs> so the family passes down. So let's keep telling that story. Who knows? Yep. That's really cool. Definitely. So, yeah, so that's that's it. I mean, things still happen to my family. Like, I mean, they're really... Interesting Wait, even stuff. away from the house, things yeah. still happen to your family? Not stuff that's related to that, but remember how I, I started this by telling mm-hmm. you about kind of my family and like stuff that happens to us and like stuff still happens to us and not this way. This was the most like sort of activity in any one place we ever lived, but like, you know, things will, will, will occur and will, you know, happen as we years go on. I mean, there's simple stuff like, um, I know for a fact my grandfather was at my grandma's condominium. He died there. or well, he died in Virginia Beach after they lived there. But I was like, I don't know, 1997 or 98, and I went to visit. And I walked into her living room, and I could see him sitting on the couch with his arm up. Mm-hmm. And in my periphery, I could see him in the mirror, which is why I was like, there is a person here. And then I turned, and there was nobody there. Oh. And I'm 100% sure it was him. And she always talked about how, oh, he was definitely around Still and, around. you know, could totally – would catch out of the corner of your eye kind of thing. And I'm like, yep. And I've seen rocking chairs rock and stop rocking. <laughs> like I was going to say, so then here's my question. Have you experienced anything recently in wherever you are? So if you say it like follows you or is like attached to you or whatever, you seen some shit in this house that we're sitting in right now? <laughs> Not in the house. We're going to have some ghosts pop up? The the porch is definitely, there's stuff happens on the porch. And <gasps> Halen can back me up on this. We have a, a wind chime that hangs above the rocking chair out there on the porch. And when the wind blows, it, you know, is really, it's glass. And so it, it takes kind of a, a steep wind to get it going, but like it'll, it'll go and you'll hear it. And the wind has to be that heavy to make that go to rock the actual rocking chair there. The rocking chair doesn't rock on a light breeze. And Helen and I are walking back from the Acme and I come up on the porch and the chair is steady rocking. Not like a little breeze is blowing this. It's steady rocking. And you know what's not <gasps> happening? The wind chime's not going. And it's uh, rocking. And so I stare at yeah. it. Right, I stop at the bottom of the stairs and I stare at it. And it doesn't slow down. It stops. <gasps> and then I was like, and I turn around and I look at Helen and I was like, Helen? did you just see that? And Halen's like, you mean that rocking chair that was rocking and just stopped? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I saw it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just walked up to my house. And, and you're like, things. no, thank you. I was just leaving. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want any no, part of this. No, I was just like, hello. I was like, thanks for visiting. And I just like, you know, walked up. I acknowledged it because I don't know. And my mom always says the first person you think of is the person that it was. And the first person I thought of was my grandma followed immediately by my dad. And so I was like, one of them was sitting in that rocking chair. I'm thinking, or it could have been somebody from this house from before. I Who mean, knows? honestly, yeah, like, you know, it might you not know? have been with me. It could have just been, but it was really interesting to be like, I want to be sure I'm not the only one who just saw this. And my kid totally being like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> it did exactly what you think it did. Have you experienced anything cool. else in this house? I mean, there's a lot of weird clicks and pops, but it's an old house. Yeah. And sometimes I really can't explain them. Sometimes things do wake me up for no reason. And I feel like there has been a loud noise, but I can't find any trace of a loud noise. I have no idea what wakes me up. And I 
feel like that could be what that is. But it's not like you guys have like brought a Ouija board in here. No, any, I would not do bullshit that. Like I'm that. not trying to do no, that. that. No, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I'm not, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not, not interested in that. <laughs> PSA, I'm not advocating for the use right. of a Ouija board. I am 100% against the use of Ouija boards. Yep. Um, but I'm just, oh, I just hit the mic. I'm just wondering for science. Yes, no. <laughs> for science. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. But yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not That's crazy. worried about it. I mean, I think it's cool. If there is any ghost here with us right now, <laughs> we have three microphones going. If you would like to make your presence known, please just speak into this microphone. We'll hear it later. And by we, I mean me, because I'm the one who edits it. And I'll hear you later. So just let us know what you're thinking. Stop breathing into the mic. <laughs> you're not a ghost. That was Stephanie. That's not a ghost. Man. Guys, um, what if I play this back and I hear an EVP? Just be quiet for a second. Let's just. Cool. All okay. Right. I mean, all right, listen. <laughs> you never know. It that... could be Debbie. Debbie House. Debbie moved houses. She could have. I think I outgrew Debbie. Debbie didn't outgrow you, though, Mary Angela. Yes. She's like, um. What's that fucking song about the dragon? The Puff the Magic Puff Dragon. The magic dragon? <laughs> See? Oh. Puff the Magic Debbie. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> that's the name of this episode. Oh, my God. That Puff is. Puff the Magic Debbie. Puff the Magic Debbie. Done. <laughs> Writing it down. Um, did you have any questions for me? Um, so I remember I asked you this before because um, you talked about going back with your dad. Uh, tell us about going back again after that as an adult. That's true. So I've have been back to Hutchinson House one time um, since being like an adult. It was like 97 or 98. The year is really vague to me. But it was about 10 years after I went back with my dad. And it was my friend, Kevin, who was, uh, I was home from college and he had, was living with his parents in Centerville and he was like, I don't want to hang out at home. I want to like, you know, we should go do something. Like, I was like, let's go hang out somewhere. Is there a park or someplace? And I'm like, actually, I know the perfect place. There's this farmhouse. I've been there in about 10 years, but I know it's still out there. Like, and I used to live there when I was a kid and it's right out Route 50. Let's go. Like, there's a parking lot. It'll be fine. He's like, cool. Game on. Let's do it. And we go out there and we're hanging out in the car and like you do when you're an adult and you don't want to drink and drive. Sometimes you sit in your car and you smoke. And so we were smoking. What? (laughs) And uh, that was really nice and awesome. And after about 45 minutes, definitely long enough for me to not be feeling the smokes anymore. I just got this really strong feeling of dread. Like I needed to go. Like somebody was mad that I was there. Somebody was maybe not cool that I've been smoking with a guy in a car, like talking about whatever we're talking about. Like, yeah, somebody was not okay with it. Guardian chaperone. Because I felt really strongly like we got to go. We got to go. And so I immediately, um, told him like let's go we need to leave and he was like you're crazy what's going on like you're fine it's fine you're just that's the you know that's the smoke you're you're freaking out and I'm like I'm not that was 45 minutes ago I was fine Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes I was like now I'm not okay I feel like we need to go and out of the corner of my eye I saw like a shadow curve around the building and I was like something's out there somebody's out there whatever we need to leave Kevin's like I'm gonna prove to you how I know this is like it is fine because we had our headlights on and stuff like we could see it wasn't dark there's also street lights it's not like off the street anymore It's like right there because it's office park. He pulled out of the driveway, drove around the building to the back where we could see where the shadow would have gone. And there was nothing back there. Now, mind you, 75 more yards across where that was going is where the graveyard is. Just saying. Um, But either way, I was like, I really want to go. I don't want to stay. And he was like, um okay he's like I, I guess like we, we can but this is like kind of silly and I'm like all right all right let's just pull back in for a minute 
if I still feel the way this way in like another minute, like we'll go promise we'll go. And he's like, yeah, just like give it a minute. And he did his best to try and like calm me down. But the feeling never left until we left, like until we pulled out and went. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad nope. that we went. Nope. There is people working in the office in there. Like there's different and there has been over the years. And I know that at some point in the early 90s, my mom went and talked to those people that were working in there and whispered like stories to them and talked to them about like stuff they experienced. And a lot of people had similar stories or were like, yeah. oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I've seen that. I've heard that. Like, you know, I would love to get in touch with the people who work there now and be like, listen, who works the night shift? Who has experienced weird well, shit? Well, it's an office park, right? So I don't know if there's a night shift, but maybe there's like a there's night janitor. A night security guy, yeah. That's what I meant. Something. Yeah, I was like, let's look into it. I will do some research and try and find you a contact, and I will definitely send you some pictures so you can post with it because yes. it, it looks like a cool, creepy old farmhouse from the yes. 1700s. And I want to get my facts straight. I'm sorry. It was not built in 1726. It was built in 1757. Okay. The land was purchased in 1726. It was still pre-revolutionary. Just, still old as fuck. Yes, just going to say that. I wonder how old Debbie is. Did she ever say how old she was? No, but I assumed well, I mean, even if she was like two or three. It's like when did she die? That like she was two or three. Like when? I know, but I'm still just like, how old was she? My memory know? of her was a little bit older than me, but that we were very much peers. Like so she was like probably five or six. Probably. I know oh, what else you heard, you didn't tell us about the dog Sarah, oh, <laughs> my dog. You mean me? <laughs> well, and where her name came from? I know. Yes. So, but where I think her name came from, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know we got this puppy when we lived out there, and one of the names on the grave, the headstones that were the only two that you could see, was Sarah, who we think was the daughter of the original Hutchinson or the granddaughter of the original Hutchinson. Somewhere the bloodline went down like that. Anyway, Sarah. All that really matters is how did Sarah spell her name? With an H. Good. Girl. That's all that matters. they didn't have that Sarah without an H bullshit back in those times. Thank you. It yes. is bullshit. And I'm sorry if I have any listeners named Sarah without an H. I really apologize that your parents did that to you. Same with Stephanie's with an F, girl. I'm sorry. They I'm sorry it that wrong. your parents did that to you. I really apologize that you didn't have that happen. And if you're mad, send us a mad email. Thanks for sending me an email. Um, yes, it was a beautiful little Cocker Spaniel who actually saved our lives because she found dynamite under the stairs. Sarah was a smart dog, um, but she thought it was a stick and she pulled it out and it was all oozy and gross. And somebody Aww. took it out of her mouth and we're like, what is this? Oh, I'm pretty sure this is dynamite that's turned to nitroglycerin. <laughs> There's a lot of it under the stairs. I was like, how much was there under the stairs? Um, I know the story goes that it was enough for the bomb squad to be pretty freaking nervous and say oh. it would have taken out our whole house. Oh. Like, had it gone Who? off, the whole house would have been leveled. Who put it there? So Where'd it come from? One of the when it was a farmhouse from probably I would say at least fifty to sixty years before we moved in there because it was probably to blow out stumps, tree stumps, because there were a lot of big trees. So they just in the front kept yard. their they TNT just stored it under the house because that makes sense. Because that's what you did of back course. then. Sure, totally, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it had turned to gel, and the bomb squad was there. And my memory of it as a child is playing with the dog <laughs> and fire trucks and being really far away from the house. Like, we were all like, we're going to go have a picnic on the other side of the yard. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, we're going to go we're way over here. And then these fire trucks are going to come up, and all these people are going to come up, and it's going to be a whole thing. And so I really didn't know until I was, like, a young adult that it was 
dynamite involved. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that, that story didn't come to light until I was old enough to handle it. And I'm like, oh, I, I have a, a kid memory in my brain right now of playing in the field. And this, I just thought it was a party. This was fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. What do you mean it was dynamite? Right. We almost died. Thank you, Sarah, for saving our lives. You're, You're welcome. the best dog ever. <laughs> and then she got reincarnated as Sarah the person. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> That's all my questions. Do you have... um? Did you have other ghost stories at all? Like any other like family ghost stories? They're not family ones. That's all the family like ghost stories. But um, I do have a lot of experiences in theaters. And so I we had talked about maybe doing another. Oh, a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. I was like, that would be a ghost. whole other episode on that ghost light theater ghost bullshit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. I've had a lot of experiences. And that's how I know sure that like this have. is something in my family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's followed me for a while. And I'm kind of okay with it, too. And it does make me feel good to know that I can just be like, no, thank you. <laughs> cool. Please stop. And that's you what that I, I know. That, like, yeah. learning from, like, your stories, I'm like, that's the key because the problem in all the ghost stories is when people are like there's a ghost in our house we got to get it out of the house Mm -hmm. and the ghost is like i was here first you got to get out of my house bitch and that's when they fuck stuff up but if you're like you know what no it's totally fine you're you're busy i see that you're in here i'm just gonna go to the other that's cool i don't even need to be in here i'm just gonna leave listen and they're like that's fine your rent is that is the way to handle it (laughs) do on the first of the month pay your rent we're all good. Everyone's friends here. Just don't touch my shit. So I'm just like, that's what I learned from all of Mary Angela's ghost stories. Is I'm just like, don't fight it. Don't try and get them out. You just got to be like, it's cool. This is your space too. Like, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just leaving. It's all fine. Yes. That's a good lesson to learn. Yes. That's what I've learned from. from so yeah, have stories. me back. And yeah, I'll no, I talk say we do all an about, entire episode on I'll theater. I'll do all the theater ones because I, I want to look up all the addresses and tell you where they are. <gasps> I've been in the Ford's Theater. So I actually did a show with my dad in the Ford's Theater, and there's you know, we definitely there's definitely week. some business going on in that theater for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Number two business going on in that theater. Well, apparently, what the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and then people save it. Also, what the hell? <laughs> Why not? Uh, anyway, thank you so much Yay. for having me. I appreciate you having thank me. Thank you on. so much for coming. Stories. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> oh my god thank you debbie thank you debbie thank we don't you. know she might still be thank here you with snuffy you. thank you sarah thank, thank you, you dewey <laughs> why do i Dottie. think it was a pd there wasn't a pd there, there was no pd but i keep thinking there's a it was PD. jack 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 no he's pd now i'm also really <laughs> hoping that i'm gonna listen back to this playback and hear some evps so thank you ghosts oh the scary girl so thanks for listening. Of course, if you guys want to help the podcast, uh, you can always help us out by subscribing and rating and reviewing us. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. We're on all those places. Soon to be Spotify. We're Soon, not going to get right, too We're crazy trying yet. to get in there. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. Yes. We're Dead Time Stories. All one word with a Z at the end. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. And of course, if you want to follow our personal pages, where uh, Sarah is at Over Your Headins, H-E-D-D-I-N-S. That's her last name. And I am at S-C Kernison, which is K-E-R-N-I-S-A-N, my last name. And Mary Angela's at Mo Mary, which is M-O-M-A-R-I, because it's Mary for Mary Angela, not Mary like regular Mary. I also love it because I know it's Mo Mary like Mo Money. <laughs> I know, like Mo Money, Mo Money, Mo Money, because I know you well enough to know that that's why. It is. And, and that makes me really happy. <laughs> so um thank you so much for listening to episode seven you guys yeah thank you i'm sarah i'm stephanie and that's mary angela bye, bye. bye. and this is dead time stories Zzz. thanks for listening 
Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. Eric? Henry? I can do this part. <laughs> Eric?